we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, it's camp house time again. Welcome back. This is Kinder Outdoors from the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on beautiful Lake Grapevine. One of the things I love the most about the vineyards, this gated community, well-staffed. There are vineyards personnel everywhere all the time. I can turn the kids loose. The grandgirls can go out and play and enjoy this place like you can't most neighborhoods. There's a lot of things to love about the vineyards. You ought to book a little time. Come and stay. Front Door to the Camp House is brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. It very gently and naturally over time settles the overbarker, the overjumper. Calming Care. Brian Thrift is on the show today. He won Major League Fishing's Grand Crown last weekend. He is the MLF Red Crest champion for 2023. We'll catch up with him in just a little while. Brian picked up $300,000 for the victory with 46 pounds, 12 ounces. Uh, Alton Jones Jr., Waco, Texas, finished second with 42 pounds and 6 ounces. Picked up a $50,000 check. Edwin Evers in third. Jacob Wheeler, fourth. Matt Lee, Coleman, Alabama, fifth. Casey Ashley, sixth. Adrian Avina, Vineland, New Jersey, seventh. Dustin Connell, eighth. Last week's guest on the show, Randy Howell, Gunnersville, Alabama, finished ninth, and Ott Defoe, Blaine, Tennessee, rounded out the top ten. <laughs> Spring turkey seasons are opening. You ever thought about hunting Hawaii like my buddy Ray I? Oh, what what a great time, and I love Hawaii. i got a great friend and brother over there, John Sabati. We're hunting the Big Island, and uh, it works real well. This is one turkey trip, Billy, that I don't have any problem getting the wife to go with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's uh, she's ready to go at a moment's notice. I just want to know how those folks over there in their in their uh, uh, flower print shirts and shorts in the lobby of the hotel, how they take it when you come walking out in uh, head to toe camo, headed out turkey hunting. Well, I've been going over there a lot. The, one of the first years we were there back in 2001, I was with. Uh, uh, ESPN's uh, Cabela Sportsman's Quest, and at 3 o'clock we came down through the lobby with camouflage and cameras, and the looks were pretty interesting, but not as bad as they looked when we came back from hunting and went back through the open-air hotel. Uh, it was pretty interesting. People could get on the elevator. They wanted, to, they would look at you and ask you, what are you doing? They had no idea. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't. Last thing they expected to see on their vacation in Hawaii. Uh, Ray, the, 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 the wild turkey just in your lifetime, I'm not talking about the history of North America, but in your lifetime, since you started hunting turkeys over 50 years ago now, um, you've seen some amazing things with, uh, with our birds across the U.S., the numbers. Yes, I have. And it started for me in the Missouri Ozarks where I grew up, and then uh, those turkeys were trapped and transplanted throughout the rest of Missouri because the only turkey hunting at that time was in southern Missouri in the Ozarks. And then those wild turkeys made their way into, you know, Indiana and Ohio and Minnesota and Michigan and et cetera, and Wisconsin, Iowa, everywhere, Kentucky, Tennessee. And, and now the turkey, the turkey population has exploded all across the country. And, and great benefit for everyone, a great resource. And I've been able to hunt them in 42 states now in Mexico and, of course, Hawaii. And, uh, it's just unbelievable. So uh, in Hawaii, the turkey numbers there, obviously they're huntable. They've, uh, folks have been hunting turkeys in Hawaii for quite a while now. Uh, did you have a successful trip, and, and what are the numbers like there? 
the numbers are good. It's the real Grand Turkey. They were placed and uh, put in Hawaii in the 1950s. Uh, they're up on the mountains. So when you picture Hawaii, of course, you think of the beaches and the hotels and the tour stuff. But when you leave the beach to go up on the mountains where the turkeys live, uh, we're, we're hunting seven, eight, nine thousand feet. And you start at the base and you go through the uh, tropical forest, the old growth forest. You go up to the lava flows. And up where we hunted at 8,000 feet, you need a jacket. It's actually cold up there. And you can look down through the clouds and see the ocean. you got to look through the clouds and the, the, the coastline. And you can look up to the right and see the uh, the snow on Mount Mauna Kea. The turkey numbers are incredible in Hawaii. They don't have any predators in Hawaii. They have no no predators whatsoever. So there are tons of them. The only predators are us. And it was really interesting. My <laughs> guy, John, John Sabati, he passed me right at daylight as the turkey's waking up. I was running camera on a roost, and he passed me up some macadamia banana nut chocolate chip bread his wife had baked that evening. And I was having that, and then he passed me a cup of Kona coffee from his thermos, and I was like, it doesn't get much better than that. And then he poked me with his fingers and he goes, can you see down through the clouds? Can you see the beach down there, the beach area? I go, yeah. He goes, your wife Jan's down there, and she has your credit card. <laughs> ah, the dream, the, the big dream that you were living burst just like that. There goes the credit card. Yeah. Uh, what a beautiful setting, man. What a great place to hunt turkeys. Uh, if awesome. folks wanted to invest, investigate going to Hawaii to hunt the Rio, uh, when should they plan this? How long is the season? The season opens March 1 and runs through the first part of April. Uh, they changed the season a couple years ago. It may be just in March right now, but it's, it's definitely in March. You can you can start March 1 to the end of March and hunt, and you got to go. There's uh, some public ground over there as well. Then there's the Parker Ranch, and then there's the uh, Kealia Ranch where I hunt with John's body. So it's, it's a great early opener for, for turkey hunting to go to Hawaii at a great time because, of course, you come down off the mountain, and then you get to enjoy all the other wonderful things in Hawaii. He is the turkey hunting guru, Ray I, on hunting turkeys in Hawaii. Thanks to my friends at Fortiflora for bringing us this corner of the camp house. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic. You can order it from Chewy.com and they'll bring it directly to you. Let's grab a cup of coffee and then Brian Thrift is going to join us. Hey everybody, it's 2023 Red Crest champion Brian Thrift. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the vineyards, campground, and cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast and border-to-border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park, located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job. 
Every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com That moment when it all lines up. (laughs) The planning. The process, the lifetime of in-the-woods experience all comes down to that one moment that old Tom is calling up and within range. (laughs) At Marksman Firearms, we can help you get ready with calls, guns, chokes, turkey loads, and more. Marksman Firearms stores in Killeen, Mansfield, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Make your mark at Marksman. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, Yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. You don't have to have four-wheel drive to get to this camp house. The helicopter will do the trick. This is Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to Kinder Outdoors. We're headed for Shelby, North Carolina, and 2023 Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour Red Crest Champion Brian Thrift. Welcome back to the show, Brian. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. I tell you what, I'm I'm surprised that I caught you at a moment when you're awake because uh, <laughs> you you have to be exhausted, uh, not only from fishing Red Crest and uh, what a tough battle that was, but all of the demands on a champion from the minute you win, I tell you what, you get no rest, and thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind the last 
six days, but well worth it. I would gladly do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you would. Pretty good payday, $300,000. You know, when you were first starting out, Brian, did you ever – we couldn't imagine just, just a few years ago. We couldn't imagine a payday like that. Bass fishing has, has done well. It, it really has since, I guess, around the early 2000s, the time frame when the payout started really increasing and uh, started getting those 300000 500000 I mean, FLW, when I first started, you know, the cup, the Forestwood Cup paid a million to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. When did When was your first uh, pro tournament? Like, I, like I'm going to do this for a living. What year was that, Brian? <laughs> um, 2007 was when I decided to take the leap and try to make my way as a professional. <laughs> and what were you doing before that? I was working construction. I worked for a small construction company here in Shelby, North Carolina, called Phillips Aluminum, and we specialized in building gas station canopies over the gas pumps. Oh, wow. Um so when you came home one day and told the family, you know what, I, I'm going to give the, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm I'm going to fish for a living. How did they accept that? Um, they were fine with it. That was a uh, actually me and my wife were engaged then. We didn't get married till July of 2007, and she was uh, just finishing up college, about to start work, and I'd been working for four or five years, saving all my money up. So it was it was the right time. <laughs> well, evidently it was because things have have worked out well. Brian, you uh, you were fishing Lake Norman. That's not too far from your house. Were you able to sleep in your own bed at night? No, I stayed with a buddy on the lake. I'm about a probably an hour and fifteen minutes from the lake, and I was a little farther. And I wanted to drive in the mornings just to, you know, a major championship. You don't want to risk uh, traffic or a flat tire or hitting a deer or something like that on the way. So. I stayed a little closer. Um, now, when when people think about this, they think, ah, he's fishing this lake an hour from his house. Of course, he wanted. It's not easy to do. I've all I've watched through the years, and there have been exceptions. There have been guys like uh, like Brian Thrift on uh, <laughs> on uh, Norman, and and there's been well, Casey Ashley on Hartwell, Edwin Evers on Grand Lake, but mo more times than not, the local guy struggles doesn't doesn't win on the local water it's not a walk out there and win it kind of deal is it no it's it's really not and i mean that's why there's the phrase you know the home lake curse when it comes to professional bass fishing you know i mean that's a well-known thing that happens and it's uh it's a stigma i tried to stay away from especially in practice for the red crest i I devoted we got, we got two days of official practice, and I devoted one day to running history, and one day to practicing like I'd never seen the lake before, and that really helped me out both both ways, and really helped me develop my game plan for what I wanted to do during Red Crest. I guess so, so, because a lot of guys were running up the river, but not a lot of guys coming back down that river with fish. Uh, on the scoreboard, but you did. You knew a little something up in that river that thought, hey, this could help me out, and sure enough, it did. Yeah, I had a place up there I'd actually found last year. Well, it was just fun fishing, and uh, I went and checked it the second day of practice, and I got probably 
five or six bites in the 30 or 40 minute time frame and they weren't big they were pound and a half two pounders and i just kind of chalked it back in my memory banks is you know that'll be a place if you're struggling maybe we can come up here and catch 10 or 11 pounds and fill out a limit if we can get one or two kickers and i, I never thought it would hold you know the two and a half to three pounds class fish that i caught the final two days well you sure enough you did did that now the main lake uh norman uh is clear water uh but yeah. you were running up the river and i'm guessing you had a color change maybe temperature change too yeah the water was a lot colder up there and had a lot more color to it wow it was colder up the river yes yes so the the river at norman the the dam up there behind Lookout Shoals, it comes off the bottom of the lake. And it usually, our our rivers always run colder than the main body of the lake because most of our lakes are power plant lakes. So we've got a nuclear plant on the lower end of Lake Norman that keeps that lower end a lot warmer. Okay. Uh, were you catching spots predominantly or were you catching yeah. largemouth? Yeah, predominantly spots. I think the, the first day I think I weighed two largemouth. And the third day, I weighed two largemouth. Everything else was um, spotted bass. Okay. Hey, Brian, I know that uh, a chatterbait was a big part of uh, of your success. Was that your main bait? Uh, did you catch most of your fish on that Z-Man? Um, the last two days, the Z-Man chatterbait accounted for all of my fish except for one each day. Tell me about your other baits that uh, that you threw the first couple of days. So the the first three mornings I started, I had some deep fish on the lower end that I was catching on a Demiki Understand, a quarter ounce Demiki Understand with a three inch uh, pearl white Demiki Armor Shad, and I was just throwing it down the middle of the ditch and the drains, and there was a lot of spots in there uh, that were still pre spawn, feeding on bait, feeding on shad and stuff like that, and I was able to catch. 10 to 11 and three quarters out of there the first three days pretty quickly in short order, about 30 or 40 minutes each day. And that was, you know, that was my main game plan. I knew if I could, if I could find an area or two that I could assure myself a decent limit of 10 to 12 pounds in the first period and then devote two periods each day to hunting for one or two kicker bites, I would probably be okay if I could get the kicker bites. Pretty good game plan and it worked out. Um, $300,000, that's a pretty good payday. Are you going to treat yourself to a T-bone, maybe a ribeye or something? <laughs> I actually, we, we <laughs> me and the family had us a nice sushi lunch yesterday. <laughs> Low key. Um, I didn't picture you as a sushi guy, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love it. My, my oldest son, Wiley, that's his absolute favorite. Every time we tell him we're going to go out to dinner, he's like, I want to go eat sushi. <laughs> And it gets expensive because he eats a lot. Yeah, I bet it does. How old is he now? He's 12. He's going to be grazing for a while, Brian, so you better go win another one pretty soon. Oh, yeah. He's about <laughs> eating out of house and home. Hey, Brian, looking ahead uh, to the remainder of the uh, the season, uh, MLF Bass Pro Tour, uh, what are you looking forward to? What, what Have you got one picked out down the road that you just can't wait to get there? I'm, I mean, I look forward to all of them. Um, probably the one I'm most looking forward to is uh, Saginaw Bay, just because I've never been there, and I, I love going places for the first time. So that's that's I would say that's the one I'm looking most forward to. Yeah, 
Uh, are you a smallmouth guy? You like to catch them? Or are you good at catching them? Um, I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I do enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the, I'm in the same boat as Brian Thrift all of a sudden. I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I do love to, uh, I do love to catch them. Uh, well, listen, I hope you, uh, uh, had a little bit of time. I know that they keep you, uh, humping pretty hard, but, uh, I hope you do have a little bit of time to stop and savor the victory, uh, and enjoy your Red Crest championship and all the sushi you can eat, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot to our friends at Fortifora for bringing us to this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. America's number one canine probiotic works. Make sure you keep it in the fridge if you own a dog. Fortiflora. <laughs> U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now, here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas hill country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orvis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence. And I think you will, too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. 
JoshuaCreek.com. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. Hunters and fishermen gather here every week. Boy, we need another freezer. This camp house is Kinder Outdoors. Hello, and thank you very much for listening, Janet Hughes, Forks, Washington, up there in the great state of Washington. Jerome Messerschmidt, Fargo, North Dakota. I think it's wintertime up there till about August 15th or something, isn't it? <laughs> Mike Chrisman is in Long Pine, Nebraska. And Leonard Bauer catches the show in Amarillo, Texas. Thank you one and all for tuning in to Kinder Outdoors, no matter... How you catch us, AM, FM, satellite, podcast, thank you very much. Tell someone about us, would you? Invite them to the camp house, too. This corner of the camp house brought to you by my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch. Joe and Ann Kirchival have become dear friends through the years. They have built something really, really special. And you know what? They're dear friends with all of their customers and repeat customers. Hospitality is one of the key reasons that Robin and I enjoy visiting the ranch over and over again, not to mention world-class upland bird hunting. Book a trip, book a hunt, Joshua Creek Ranch, just northwest of San Antonio, about 45 minutes. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. No matter where you live, if you're a patriotic American, you love this country. You love our men and women that sacrifice and fight for this country. You'll love the work that Dr. Cody Palmer and the gang with Big Country Veterans does day after day, month after month, year after year. 
I want you to meet him now. Cody, welcome. It's always good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thank you for spending a little time with us. I appreciate this. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Uh, more and more through the years, I'm amazed uh, when I meet the people that, uh, boy, without any trumpets blowing or, or any great heralding by the public, you just kind of work behind the scenes and you take such good care of our veterans. It's phenomenal what you guys are doing. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate that. And the veterans that we kind of focus on uh, are ones that don't necessarily want the spotlight sometimes. And so yeah. we focus on that as an organization to be one that they feel comfortable, a family they can kind of become part of, uh, and kind of find that passion and meaning in life again. Yeah, you know, uh, when I saw the title of your uh, organization, Big Country Veterans, I uh, I thought, man, Big Country, that's that's where I hunt. I'm an old quail hunter. I know all about Big Country of Texas, Abilene to Lubbock to Amarillo to Wichita Falls, that region. Um, I've, I've walked pretty much every every bit of that out there. So i got to talk to this guy. Where are you exactly? So our main event that we do is a helicopter hawk hunt in Truscott, Texas. It's on the Circle Bar Ranch. The Daniel family owns the ranch there, and they are so kind to just open up their home and, and, and their livelihood for us for a weekend to uh, bring the veterans out. And so it's uh, kind of... Yellowstone's getting big, right? And yeah. so, from comparatively to the four sixes, it's about forty miles from the four sixes there. And so, okay. rough country. You're exactly right. Red dirt country all the way, yep. and just the best people in the world out there as well. To get yeah, back. they sure are uh, cowboy country. And uh, boy, they'll give you the shirt off their back out there if it's a worthy cause. And this certainly is. Who do you take hunting? So we take. Combat veterans, specifically Special Forces operators, out on this initial flagship event that we do. And it's a helicopter hog hunt uh, three days out on the ranch. We do helicopter hunting along with having a gun range that's open to them. And we're doing, you know, AR, pistol challenges, long range roughly goes up to a mile uh, gun range there. And then also, again, involving the community out there, we do a five-stand shotgun shoot that the local 4-H uh, helps us with as well. So, And then having... Other things we do have a, a tour of the ranch while we're there, a yep. uh, mobile museum that comes out about Iraq and Afghanistan, just kind of immersing people in that weekend to really know what it's about and why these veterans are coming out and why we can do what we do and how I have that weekend. Uh, yeah. I've been very blessed through the years to take some of our finest uh, veterans and, and paralyzed veterans hunting and fishing and different opportunities uh, for them, and I've seen what it does. I've seen just how important this is therapy. This is this is as potent as the medications that they need uh, for healing. I've seen the difference it makes from the beginning of a trip to the end and how guys or gals that haven't smiled in a long time come out of this thing smiling. You're exactly right. That first day when they kind of arrive, we do a big welcoming for them, and a lot of times it... Uh it, it throws them off a little bit. It kind of it, it, they they don't know what to expect. They're kind of quiet, and it's great to see kind of that transition. Like you said, when we bring kind of like-minded people together, and we're just creating the community for it to happen, and then they create the magic that happens there that weekend between them and just our amazing sponsors that there throughout the weekend as well. Just allowing them to open up, share their story, no judgment, uh, and there's such healing that happens with that. Yeah, Cody, why are you involved in this? What what is it in your heart that makes you, because this is not a, hey, once a month go give 48 hours deal. This is a lifetime commitment. This is a, a it takes a lot of time. That's exactly right. You know, we started out as just a helicopter hunt. And it was really the time off the helos with the veterans and spending, you know, those late hours, early mornings, sometimes where they, when they started to open up. And it just created a shift in reality for me. Uh, and really made me understand and appreciate what they've gone through, what their families have gone through, 
uh, for us to live in this great nation. Yeah. And and it was you can't erase that. Right. And it just cha- it changed the trajectory in my life. And uh, had the opportunity to kind of move out of the career that I was in about a year ago and fully take over Big Country Veterans. And now we're expanding out well beyond the hog hunt, uh, creating family retreats, spousal retreats, you know, couples retreats, things that we can utilize that asset of the ranch and along with just the communities of support that we have to really dive into these veterans and, and hopefully make a, a, a laugh, lifelong impacting change for them. Yeah. Hey, uh, when you bring these guys and gals out, these veterans out, and you how you put them up for three days, you hunt them for three days. You got to house them. You got to feed them. Uh, you got a money tree on that place or something? <laughs> we have a lot of great people that come to help out. Absolutely, uh, from donations from ammunition to uh, we have what. Uh, the Redneck Culinary Academy. They're actually a nonprofit organization. I like them. Yep. And they're out of uh, Burt Burnett, just outside of Wichita Falls. They actually came out and helped cook for us our very first event, and then it turned into that organization. There were just some local, oh, really? local great men from that community that came out to help, and they said, "This is bigger than than us now." And yeah. so now they're uh, working for, or not, they're feeding and helping many, many other organizations and, and opportunities to help the community. And it stemmed from that hog hunt and what happened there and the changes that happened there. And it's really just being around those veterans that kind of just inspired them to do that. Man, that is awesome. It takes it takes takes everybody pitching in and doing their part. And, and if everybody does a little, you come up with something great like this, like big country veterans, right? Yes, sir. Hey, um, if people want to donate, is there a way? Do you take donations? Uh, absolutely, we take donations. Um, you can go to our website, bigcountryveterans.org. Uh, there's an opportunity to have just a general donation there. You also can find links to our sponsorship packages, and that's a sponsorship that not only uh, allows you to go hunt, but hunt with our veterans. So you're up in the helos with them, on the comms with them. Throughout the entire weekend, you're just immersed into their life and their world, and you can't help but being you know, changed when you leave from that yeah. environment, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Cody, it's a pleasure visiting with you, talking with you. Keep me in the loop with what you guys are doing, and uh, who knows, maybe I can come up one of these days when you're hunting these guys and, and uh, talk to them a little bit about their end of it and what this means to them, what it does for them. We'd love to have you, and we appreciate the time today, absolutely. Thanks for sharing our story. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute. A focus on people that make a difference. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, which is very seldom, I'm thinking about it or dreaming about it. With Kinder Outdoors, God bless America.
Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and we either stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up, and sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if, it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car as well. I can just feel the comfort knowing that it will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, Masa, and they're simple, and they're and they're we just can't make them fast enough. They're fully cooked. All you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in, and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside, and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them. These items have become staples in our home. Robin's favorite is the taco meat. I'm partial to the tamales, and what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of outdoor adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics and they smile while learning. If you want outdoor adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. 
NorfolkResort.com. The fish came from our waters, the meat from our fields, the heritage and history from our hearts. Glad you're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in, spending a little time with us in the camp house here at Kinder Outdoors, brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country, Beretta Orvis, shooting sportsmen, all the top pros that know say yes, this is a premier upland bird hunting lodge but it's more than that this low fence free range hill country ranch also features some of the best axis deer hunting in north america free range axis decoyed mallard hunts native texas whitetails and turkeys the lodging and the dining are five star you owe it to yourself take a little trip for all those hunts that you spent sleeping on the ground or in the bed of a pickup <laughs> Go enjoy Five Star, Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. You know our fish, our mounts, some folks call them trophies. I call them memories that we have on the walls reminding us of those hunts. Our, our great, well, reminders. I can look at any one of mine and remember every detail of that day, what the weather was like, what time I made my first cast or who was fishing with me or hunting with me that day. They restore wonderful memories in our older years. (laughs) We want to make sure we take good care of them. I depend on the best. True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas has been my taxidermist for three decades now. Roy Holdridge and I had a conversation about damaged mounts, particularly smoke and water taxidermy enemies hey roy uh if, if we get that uh go to africa and we we have that lion mount done or something big that's on the ground we need to think about things like flooding in our home if that happens and our lion goes underwater or halfway underwater that can be really tough to uh to fix uh smoke damage if you have a, a fire in your home and your mounts uh have some smoke damage that's a toughie too right what do you do in those cases well some of them are really tough i mean the the water damage we just we we try and get them cleaned back and 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 do some refurbishing with them the smoke is really really tough really tough to get the smoke out of them but we just have to work at it some of the times we can get them it depends on what it is if it was a if it was a whitetail or an antelope some of the times it's better just to get another skin and remount them yeah. uh, obviously with a african lion or a leopard you have to fix it yeah. so it, it, it's difficult but we, we just some of the times we were able to to get that done yeah because it's not like you're just going to run out and shoot another lion any day of the week you, you need to work with what you've got right yeah. right uh what if we have a mount we're but we're moving furniture in the house. We bump them out, knock it off, and knock an antler off, or or break break it. You can help us. We can. Yes, we we fix a lot of stuff like that with broken antlers and yeah. and break the ear off or whatever. But we're able to refurbish a lot of that stuff. Fish, you know, a lot of people will move and they're they're a little more delicate and they'll break a fins off or or they just get old some of the times yeah. and and go to cracking up and whatnot we can strip them down and we can fix fins and then repaint them and you won't ever know what happened okay how about that 
that uh, mallard, that great-grandpa shot, and it's a family heirloom, but, boy, it's really looking bad. And this thing's 50 years old with bad taxidermy work to start with 50 years ago. Can I bring it to you without being embarrassed? You can bring it in, but, you know, some of the times there's some some things that just get past, you know, past being able to do a whole bunch with. I, it always bothers me sometime whenever someone brings something in that's so terrible, and I see I can clean it up, but I can't make this one look like a new one. Yeah. And, you know, there's just there's just some things that we can't do. Right. Um, again, if it was a, if it was a white tail or mule deer, I mean, we do that all the time. Well, my great grandpa got this one. My grandpa got this, and it's been in the family. And man, I love that. We can get another skin, and nobody in the world's ever going to know that. We can remount that thing, and it look like one that we, because it is, it's one that we just got done doing today, and it'll look like a million bucks where. If they just bring them in and say, "Hey, clean this up," they're faded. They're, you know, I can I can clean them up, but they still don't look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they still they still they're just not going to. It's it's yeah. past the point because if it can be done, Roy and his and his crew can uh, can do it. Uh, but uh, if you want to preserve it for the family and for for generations to come, and it's been a great story piece in your uh, household or your grandparents or great grandparents' household for many years, bring it to Roy because uh, you can do some things, even in the worst case, to uh, clean it up and, and make things a little bit better, maybe make it last longer. Right. We do have some, and we've got a couple of them back there right now where, hey, this antelope was my great-grandpa's, and and I don't want to put a new skin on there. Just do the best you can, and the dogs chewed the nose off of it, you know, and there's one ear that's gone. Well, we do repair them. We yeah. can repair them, but they just don't look like a, and it's great. They got it on their wall, and they're happy, and but it's just not going to look like one of our new mounts that we would just do right now but we can certainly we can certainly help them we we rebuilt the nose we put the ear back on and yeah. and and patched it all up there and they're very happy and but it you know so it, it definitely can be done yeah hey, uh, congratulations you won a huge taxidermy award recently on a pair of lions uh, that you mounted just describe as best you can uh, that mount to our audience well, we had a father and son go on a on a hunt together, and they both killed lions, and they wanted something that would look really good together. But when a son gets up and gets through college and gets his own place, they also wanted it to look good whenever he takes it away. And so we... Challenge yeah. number one, mount them together, but we're going to separate them later. Right. And yeah. so we, we kicked some ideas around, and then we draw a couple of different sketches. Here's what we'd like to do, and they just really loved it. But we've got a lion jumping up and we put some real good motion where it twists as it's going up but the lion's only touching by three toes and by the end of its toe and then it's grabbing an impella that's going up in the air and the impella's twisting its head back and eyes rolled back to where it's looking at the lion uh, yeah. It's not a very good outcome look, yeah. <laughs> looking at it but yeah. then the other lion's also incorporated jumping up also, but we put the hardware inside the second lion so that when we separate them that we could cut back into the paw and expose a square tubing that we could put another another impala or spring buck or whatever he might want, and the two of them would look great apart. Yeah, it just looks fabulous, unbelievable. And uh, if you'll drop by uh, Roy's place, his studio, uh, you might be able to see some similar work to that in here. As a matter of fact, I know you will. Uh, and online at truelifetaxidermy.org and, and get an idea and take a look at, uh, at the quality, quality work.
work uh, that uh, Roy and his staff do. Just real quick, in two seconds or less, how many awards have you guys won? Oh, I can't, can't, I can't I knew count. you couldn't. I can't count them. My son Troy and I spent a little time in South Dakota a couple of years ago, and on one particular push through the corn stubble, we raised and dropped two roosters side by side. I held on to those birds as well as some corn stalks from that very field. I also picked up some corn ears that were half eaten by pheasants that would be busy with a ear of corn for a few kernels and then move on to the next one. I was careful not to break those stalks or leaves on my trip back to Texas from South Dakota and turned them all over to my friend and taxidermist Roy Holdridge. You should see this incredible pheasant mount. Our memories of that day in that field preserved for a lifetime. Matter of fact, you can see that mount at kinderoutdoors.com. We'll put a picture up for you. Of course, another great place to shoot pheasants, if you don't go to South Dakota, is Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country, just outside of San Antonio. Yes, they feature wonderful dining and lodging, well-appointed amenities and hospitality through the roof from the Kerchival family and the Joshua Creek family and staff. But the bird hunting, well, you can't beat it anywhere in America. They've got about 100 well-trained bird dogs on the premises that you'll hunt behind, but hey, you're welcome to bring yours, too. Joshua Creek Ranch. Book a hunt for this fall before they book up completely. Learn more about them when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hi, this is Kurt Bush, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. The fish came from our waters, the meat from our fields, the heritage and history from our hearts. Glad you're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Kinder Outdoors coming to you from the vineyards, campground, and cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. Looking out over the water now. It's been an active week around here. The beach, the playground, the boat ramp, the campground in general has all been very busy. The camp store, canoe rentals. It's been a busy week, spring break week, just a sample of what is yet to come as soon as summer vacations roll around. Fun place to be, active place to be, families, good healthy fun at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Hey, this quarter of the Camp House brought to you by my friends at Purina Pro Plan, Pro Plan Performance Formula in the Purple Sport Bag. That's what you need to be feeding your hard-working bird dogs. 30% protein and 20% fat. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. We're just about as far from deer season as you can get right now, but it's a great time to go to deer school. We're going to do that with the late, great Ray Sasser. And a piece that he recorded with me one time on how to properly age white-tail deer. Afternoon shadows were long when the nine-point buck stepped out of the brush within shooting range of the Central Texas Tower Blind. My wife Emily was the designated hitter, but it was my job to evaluate the deer and give her the green light. We were looking for management bucks, 
On the ranch we were hunting, a management buck is at least three years old with subpar antlers. The nine-pointer fit the bill, but I was really hoping for an older buck. As daylight faded, the deer started walking down a faint ranch road. I gave Emily the go-ahead, and she used her rifle into position and began tracking the buck through her scope, just waiting for him to stop and present a stationary target. That's when I noticed a second buck that had just stepped out into the road from behind a bush. I glanced at the second deer and noted his spindly eight-point rack and just assumed, without a critical look, that he was very young. The two bucks were walking toward one another on a collision course when the nine-pointer left the road and cautiously circled around the other buck. Shoot the eight-pointer, I whispered, and my wife shifted her attention, performed her duties admirably, and dropped the buck where he stood. An examination of his teeth revealed the deer was five years old and about as sorry a specimen as an adult whitetail gets on this particular ranch. He was an ideal buck to remove for management purposes, but I might not have determined his age had I not spent hundreds of hours hunting, photographing, and watching how whitetails interact with one another. The nine-pointer gave ground to the eight-pointer because the eight-pointer was older, and it established dominance in the whitetail pecking order. It seems a shame to shoot an outstanding young buck before he has a chance to reach his full potential, and likewise before he has a chance to spread his superior genes through the deer herd. Having hunted whitetail deer from the Canadian River to the Rio Grande, I can say without reservation that deer look different in different regions and their appearances may even differ from one ranch to the next. The same buck even looks different at different times of the year. Here are four clues to use in field judging the age of a whitetail buck. The first is body shape. Young bucks have immature bodies that are shaped like does. They have delicate facial features, slender torsos, and legs that appear long and slender. This is true of yearling bucks and two-year-old deer. They start filling out by age three. Even at four, their backs remain a straight line. At age five, bucks are fully mature, and both their stomachs and their backs will sag slightly. From now on, the deer's legs appear too short for its body. Another clue is head and neck. Young bucks have tight skins on their faces. Only in full maturity, which is age six and older, will the deer's skin sag under its chin, like the skin of a mature person. Bucks begin exhibiting the swollen bodybuilder-looking neck at about age four, and a muscular neck should be very apparent in a five-year-old deer. The swollen neck results from rubbing antlers against trees and brush. Elevated testosterone levels contributed to the swollen neck. Fully mature buck often develops a distinctly Roman nose. The patchy forehead gland on a mature buck appears thicker and darker than on a young buck. Now you look at the tarsal glands. These are the glands inside each hind leg at the knee. They're barely noticeable in bucks younger than three, but become bigger and darker as the deer matures. Darkly stained tarsal glands are a particularly good indicator of age during the breeding season, which begins in October in Central and East Texas. In West Texas, the breeding season occurs in November with a Thanksgiving peak. South Texas has the state's latest breeding season, late November through December. Finally, you look at social interactions. Young deer will usually give way to an older deer. Fight may break out if a buck relocates to a new area, which frequently occurs during the breeding season. But dominance is generally well established among bucks that know one another. Dominant bucks will go out of their way to make subordinate bucks give ground to them. 
They may walk a hundred yards out of their way just to make another buck back down. The dominant buck often does not have the biggest antlers, but he's usually the eldest and often outweighs a younger rival. You'll notice that I never mentioned antler size in my aging clues, yet antler size is the only assessment most hunters ever consider. If you don't hunt deer very often, hunt with a guide or an experienced whitetail hunter. If age management is important to you or you have antler restrictions in your state. Thanks to my friends at Purina Pro Plan for feeding my dog so well all of these years. There's a Pro Plan formula for your dog, your couch potato, as well as your hard-working bird dog, and everything in between. Pick up the Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now, here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to JimShockeyClassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. 
Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. There are some very important factors to check when purchasing a hunting blind. They need to be quiet. They need to have an all-day hunt level of comfort. It's got to be dry inside, even in a downpour. Dillon hunting blinds have earned a strong reputation across North America for their durability, insulation, and marine decking fiberglass floor that will never rot in every blind. Plus smart components like an aluminum RV type door, real glass in the windows that flip in and up with quiet and simple to use friction hinges, drip rails on the windows and above the door to keep the wet out. Hey, anyone can build a box. Dillon builds hunting blinds. Conceived, drawn up, constructed, and used by hunters. Lightweight and durable, completely assembled, fiberglass inside and out, with foam insulation in between. You can't beat a Dillon. For a dealer near you or to become a dealer, visit DillonManuf.com. That's D-I-L-L-O-N-M-A-N-U-F.com. In Genesis chapter 9, God himself told man that if it flies, moves on the earth, or swims in the water, it is meat for us. What a gracious God we have. We celebrate that in this old camp house, Kinder Outdoors. He's coming off a Red Crest victory, a $300,000 Red Crest victory in uh, his home state of North Carolina. Our special guest this week, Major League Fishing's Brian Thrift. Thank you. I tell you what, I'm I'm surprised that I caught you at a moment when you're awake because uh, you <laughs> you have to be exhausted, uh, not only from fishing red crest and uh, what a tough battle that was, but all of the demands on a champion from the minute you win. I tell you what, you get no rest, and thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind the last six days, but well worth it. I would. Gladly do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you would. Pretty good payday. $300,000. You know, when you were first starting out, Brian, did you ever, we couldn't imagine just just a few years ago, we couldn't imagine a payday like that. Bass fishing has, has done well. It, it really has. Since, I guess, around the early 2000s, the time frame when the payout started really increasing, and uh, started getting those three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. I mean, FLW when I first started, you know, the cup, the Forestwood Cup, paid a million to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. When did when was your first uh, pro tournament? Like, I, like I'm going to do this for a living. What year was that, Brian? <laughs> um, Two thousand and seven was when I decided to take the leap and try to make my way as a professional <laughs> and what were you doing before that i was working construction i worked for a small construction company here in shelby north carolina called phillips aluminum and we specialize in building gas station canopies over the gas pumps oh wow um so when you came home one day and told the family you know what I, i'm gonna give the, i'm gonna give this a shot i'm i'm gonna fish for a living how did they accept that um they were fine with it that was a Actually, me and my wife were engaged then. We didn't get married till July of 2007, and she was uh, just finishing up college, about to start work, and I'd been working for four or five years, saving all my money up, so it was it was the right time. 
<laughs> well, evidently it was because things have have worked out well. Brian, you uh, you were fishing Lake Norman. That's not too far from your house. Were you able to sleep in your own bed at night? No, I stayed with a buddy on the lake. I'm about a probably an hour and fifteen minutes from the lake, and I was a little farther, and I wanted to drive in the mornings just to. You know, a major championship, you don't want to risk a traffic or a flat tire or hitting a deer or something like that on the way, so I stayed a little closer. Um, now, when when people think about this, they think, ah, he's fishing this lake an hour from his house. Of course he won it. It's not easy to do. I've, all, I've watched through the years, and there have been exceptions. There have been guys like uh, like Brian Thrift on, uh, <laughs> on uh, Norman. And and there's been well, Casey Ashley on Hartwell, Edwin Evers on Grand Lake, but mo, more times than not, the local guy struggles doesn't doesn't win on the local water. It's not a walk out there and win it kind of deal, is it? No, it's it's really not. And I mean that's why there's the phrase, you know, the home lake curse when it comes to professional bass fishing. You know, I mean that's a well known thing that happens, and it's a uh, it's uh, stigma I tried to stay away from, especially in practice for the red crest. I, I devoted, we got, we got two days of official practice, and I devoted one day to running history and one day to practicing like I'd never seen the lake before. And that really helped me out both both ways and really helped me develop my game plan for what I wanted to do during red crest. I guess so, so, because a lot of guys were running up the river, but not a lot of guys coming back down that river with fish uh, on the scoreboard, but you did. You knew a little something up in that river that thought, hey, this could help me out, and sure enough, it did. Yeah, I had a place up there I'd actually found last year when I was just fun fishing, and uh, I went and checked it the second day of practice, and I got probably five or six bites in the 30 or 40 minute time frame and they weren't big they were pound and a half two pounders and i just kind of chalked it back in my memory banks as you know that'll be a place if you're struggling maybe we can come up here and catch 10 or 11 pounds and fill out a limit if we can get one or two kickers and i, I never thought it would hold you know the two and a half to three pound class fish that i caught the final two days well you sure enough you did did that now the main lake, uh, Norman, uh, is clear water, uh, but you were running up the river, and I'm guessing you had a color change, maybe temperature change, too? Yeah, the water was a lot colder up there and had a lot more color to it. Wow, it was colder up the river. Yes, yes. So the the river at Norman, the, the dam up there behind Lookout Shoals, it comes off the bottom of the lake. And it usually, our, our rivers always run colder than the main body of the lake because most of our lakes are power plant lakes. So we've got a nuclear plant on the lower end of Lake Norman that keeps that lower end a lot warmer. Okay. Uh, were you catching spots predominantly or were you catching yeah. largemouth? Yeah, predominantly spots. I think the, the first day I think I weighed two largemouth and the third day I weighed two largemouth. Everything else was um, spotted bass. Okay. Hey, Brian, I know that uh, a chatterbait was a big part of uh, of your success. Was that your main bait? Uh, did you catch most of your fish on that Z-Man? Um, the last two days, the Z-Man chatterbait accounted for 
all of my fish except for one each day. Tell me about your other baits that uh, that you threw the first couple of days. So the the first three mornings I started, I had some deep fish on the lower end that I was catching on a Demiki underspan, a quarter ounce Demiki underspan with a three inch uh, pearl white Demiki armor shad, and I was just throwing it down the middle of the ditch and the drains. And there was a lot of spots in there uh, that were still pre-spawn, feeding on bait, feeding on shad and stuff like that. And I was able to catch 10 to 11 and 3 quarters out of there the first three days pretty quickly in short order, about 30 or 40 minutes each day. And that was, you know, that was my main game plan. I knew if I could, if I could find an area or two that I could assure myself a decent limit of 10 to 12 pounds in the first period, and then devote two periods each day to hunting for one or two kicker bites, I would probably be okay if I could get the kicker bites. Pretty good game plan, and it worked out. Um, $300,000, that's a pretty good payday. Are you going to treat yourself to a T-bone, maybe a ribeye or something? <laughs> I actually, we, we <laughs> me and the family had us a nice sushi lunch yesterday. <laughs> Low-key. Uh, I didn't picture you as a sushi guy, Brian. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I love it. My, my oldest son Wiley—that's his absolute favorite. Every time we tell him we're going to go out to dinner, he's like, "I want to go eat sushi," <laughs> and it gets expensive because he eats a lot. Yeah, I bet it does. How old is he now? He's twelve. He's going to be grazing for a while, Brian. So you better go win another one pretty soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> eating out of house and home. Hey, Brian, looking ahead uh, to the remainder of the uh, the season. Uh, MLF Bass Pro Tour. Uh, what are you looking forward to? What, what have you got one picked out down the road that you just can't wait to get there? I'm, I mean, I look forward to all of them. Um, probably the one I'm most looking forward to is uh, Saginaw Bay, just because I've never been there, and I, I love going places for the first time. So that's that's I would say that's the one I'm looking most forward to. Yeah. Uh, are you a smallmouth guy? You like to catch them? Are you good at catching them? Um, I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I do enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the, I'm in the same boat as Brian Thrift all of a sudden. I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but I do love to, uh, I do love to catch them. Uh, well, listen, I hope you, uh, uh, had a little bit of time. I know that they keep you, uh, humping pretty hard, but, uh, I hope you do have a little bit of time to stop and savor the victory, uh, and enjoy your Red Crest championship and all the sushi you can eat okay thank you i appreciate it pick up purina pro plan at atwood's ranch and home stores for your dog good morning this is texas photographer russell graves and when i'm not in the great outdoors i'm thinking about it with kinder outdoors say cheese John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. 
grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do. So. The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. At Marksman, we know firearms. Our mission is to guide and educate whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter. We offer a large selection at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount. And we offer free 90-day layaway. For guns, ammo, optics, or accessories, head to Marksman Firearms in Granbury, Mansfield, Colleen, or Wichita Falls. Make your mark at Marksman. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance 
do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Outdoorsmen and women, hunters, shooters, and fishers are the reason that wild creatures roam bountifully in wild places. This is where we come together to talk about it. Kinder Outdoors. Brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. You need to give them a call. Get, check them out at kinderoutdoors.com and book a little time, book a weekend. Just go stay in the Hill Country, the lodging, the different places wonderful places scattered across this ranch that Ann Kirchival has hand-designed and appointed are so comfortable, so inviting. Your family's going to love it. And then enjoy a great meal or two in the lodge, maybe even work in a bird hunt while you're there. When you enter the ranch and cross the creek, your stress drops there. Joshua Creek Ranch is just what the world needs after the beating we've taken over the past few years. Call them. Book your trip. Take your family to Joshua Creek Ranch. I met a guy back in January at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo uh, that, boy, he's just really special. Dr. Cody Palmer. He does wonderful work with our veterans. It's rehabilitating work for these men and women that have been to battle, and I want you to meet him, too. Hey, Cody, good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thank you for spending a little time with us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Uh, more and more through the years, I'm amazed uh, when I meet the people that, uh, boy, without any trumpets blowing or, or any great heralding by the public, you just kind of work behind the scenes and you take such good care of our veterans. It's phenomenal what you guys are doing. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate that. And the veterans that we kind of focus on uh, are ones that don't necessarily want the spotlight sometimes. And so yeah. we focus on that as an organization to be one that they feel comfortable a family they can kind of become part of uh, and kind of find that passion and meaning in life again. Yeah, you know, uh, when I saw the title of your uh, organization, Big Country Veterans, I uh, I thought, man, Big Country, that's that's where I hunt. I'm an old quail hunter. I know all about Big Country of Texas, Abilene to Lubbock to Amarillo to Wichita Falls, that region. Um, I've, I've walked pretty much every every bit of that out there. So I said, i got to talk to this guy. Where are you exactly? So our main event that we do is a helicopter hawk hunt in Truscott, Texas. It's on the Circle Bar Ranch. The Daniel family owns the ranch there, and they are so kind to just open up their home and, and, and their livelihood for us for a weekend to uh, bring the veterans out. And so it's uh, kind of Yellowstone's getting big, right? And yeah. so from, comparably to the 4.6s, it's about 40 miles from the 4.6s there. And so okay. rough country, you're exactly right, red dirt country all the way. And just the best people in the world out there as well. To give yeah, back. they sure are. Uh, cowboy country. And, uh, boy, they'll give you the shirt off their back out there if it's a worthy cause. And this certainly is. Who do you take hunting? So we take 
combat veterans, specifically special forces operators, out on this initial flagship event that we do. And it's a helicopter hog hunt uh, three days out on the ranch. We do helicopter hunting along with having a gun range that's open to them. And we're doing, you know, AR pistol challenges, long range roughly goes up to a mile uh, gun range there. And then also, again, involving the community out there, we do a five-stand shotgun shoot that the local 4-H uh, helps us with as well. So, And then having other things, we do have a, a tour of the ranch while we're there, a yep. uh, mobile museum that comes out about Iraq and Afghanistan, just kind of immersing people in that weekend to really know what it's about and why these veterans are coming out and why we can do what we do and how I have that weekend. Uh, yeah. I've been very blessed through the years to take some of our finest uh, veterans and and paralyzed veterans hunting and fishing and different opportunities uh, for them. And I've seen what it does. I've seen just how important this is therapy. This is, this is as potent as the medications that they need uh, for healing. I've seen the difference it makes from the beginning of a trip to the end and how guys or gals that hadn't smiled in a long time come out of this thing smiling. You're exactly right. That first day when they kind of arrive, we do a big welcoming for them, and a lot of times it uh, – it, it throws them off a little bit. It kind of it, it, they they don't know what to expect. They're kind of quiet, and it's great to see kind of that transition. Like you said, when we bring kind of like-minded people together, and we're just creating the community for it to happen, and they create the magic that happens there that weekend between them and just our amazing sponsors that there throughout the weekend as well. Just allowing them to open up, share their story, no judgment, uh, and there's such healing that happens with that. Cody, why are you involved in this? What What is it in your heart that makes you, because this is not a, hey, once a month go give 48 hours deal. This is a lifetime commitment. This is a, a it takes a lot of time. That's exactly right. You know, we started out as just a helicopter hunt, and it was really the time off the helos with the veterans and spending, you know, those late hours, early mornings sometimes where they when they started to open up, and it just created a shift in reality for me. Uh, and really made me understand and appreciate what they've gone through, what their families have gone through uh, for us to live in this great nation. Yeah. And and it was, you can't erase that. Right. And it just cha- it changed the trajectory in my life and uh, had the opportunity to kind of move out of the career that I was in about a year ago and fully take over Big Country Veterans. And now we're expanding out well beyond the hog hunt, uh, creating family retreats, spousal retreats, you know, couples retreats, things that we can utilize that asset of the ranch and along with just the communities of support that we have to really dive into these veterans and, and hopefully make a, a, a life, lifelong impacting change for them. Yeah. Hey, uh, you, when you bring these guys and gals out, these veterans out, and you howl, you put them up for three days, you hunt them for three days, you got to house them, you got to feed them, uh, you got a money tree on that place or something? <laughs> we have a lot of great people that come to help out, absolutely, uh, from donations from ammunition to uh, we have what uh, the Redneck Culinary Academy. They're actually a nonprofit organization. I like them. Yep, and they're out of uh, Burke Burnett, just outside of Wichita Falls. They actually came out and helped cook for us our very first event, and then it turned into that organization. There were just some local, oh, really? local great men from that community that came out to help, and they said, "This is bigger than than us now." And yeah. so now they're uh, working for, or not, they're feeding and helping many, many other organizations and, and opportunities to help the community, and it stemmed from that hog cut and what happened there and the changes that happened there, and it's really just being around those veterans that kind of just inspired them to do that. Man, that is awesome. It takes it takes takes everybody pitching in and doing their part, and, and if everybody does a little, you come up with something great like this, like big country veterans, right? Yes, sir. 
Um, if people want to donate, is there a way? Do you take donations? Uh, absolutely, we take donations. Um, you can go to our website, bigcountryveterans.org. Uh, there's an opportunity to have just a general donation there. You also can find links to our sponsorship packages, and that's a sponsorship that not only uh, allows you to go hunt, but hunt with our veterans. So you're up in the helos with them, on the comms with them. Throughout the entire weekend, you're just immersed into their life and their world, and you can't help but being, you know, change when you leave from that yeah. environment, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Cody, it's a pleasure visiting with you, talking with you. Keep me in the loop with what you guys are doing, and uh, who knows, maybe I can come up one of these days when you're hunting these guys and, and uh, talk to them a little bit about their end of it and what this means to them, what it does for them. We'd love to have you, and we appreciate the time today, absolutely. Thanks for sharing your story. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country brings us this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Joshua Creek is five-star world-class bird hunting, but, hey, it's also native Texas whitetails and Rio Grande turkeys. They also have a free-range, this is a low-fence ranch, free-range Axis deer herd, my favorite mammal on the planet to hunt and to eat. They're so good on the table. Go get you one. Joshua Creek Ranch, located just outside of San Antonio, Bernie, Texas. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry West Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall, 
I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, gloves, and neck gaiter. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well, I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He sent, went and did a 330-mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska, negative 30, Jason Muscox. He said second day he quit wearing his choppers, just wearing our gloves and hat. The buffalo fiber you make your products from, actually warmer than wool. Oh, yeah, much warmer than wool, a lot more durable. These are meant to be used and used hard. Learn the secret of the buffalo, thebuffalowoolco.com. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that will take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Menace. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable, like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, <laughs> but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. <laughs> ClassicChevrolet.com You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. NASTRA sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his NASTRA championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and NASTRA's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. Welcome to Kinder Outdoors. Yeah, welcome to the camp house, and thanks for hanging out with us at Kinder Outdoors, brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch. Joe and Ann Kirchival have hunted the world over, and they've taken the very best elements of each of those wonderful places that they visited throughout their lives and combined them, built them into their beautiful Texas Hill Country Ranch, Joshua Creek. It has that name, of course, because... Crystal clear, spring-fed Joshua Creek runs right through the middle of the ranch. Ancient live oak trees and cypress trees line the banks. So even on the hottest summer day, you can cool off in the shade of one of those old, big cypress trees, wading those crystal clear waters with your fly rod, catching our native Texas Guadalupe bass. Enjoy time on the range. 
shoot around to sporting clays. You can hunt axis deer year-round. Think about Joshua Creek Ranch in the summer. Learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. I had a conversation with my taxidermist, Roy Holdridge, a couple of years ago about smoke and water damage in particular, about damaged mounts, but we wanted to talk about the true enemies, smoke and water a little bit too. If you've run across that or other damage to your wildlife mounts, you might want to listen up. Hey, Roy, uh, if, if we get that, uh, go to Africa and we, we have that lion mount done or something big that's on the ground, we need to think about things like flooding in our home. If that happens and our lion goes underwater or halfway underwater, that can be really tough to, uh, to fix. Uh, smoke damage, if you have a, a fire in your home and your mounts uh, have some smoke damage, that's a toughie too, right? What do you do in those cases? Boy, some of them are really tough. I mean, the, the water damage, we just we, we try and get them cleaned back and, and, and do some refurbishing with them. The smoke is really, really tough, really yeah. tough to get the smoke out of them. But we just have to work at it some of the times we can get them. It depends on what it is. If it was a, if it was a whitetail or an antelope, some of the times it's better just to get another skin and remount them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with an African lion or a leopard, you have to fix it. Yeah. So it, it, it's difficult, but we, we just, some of the times we were able to, to get that done. Yeah, because it's not like you're just going to run out and shoot another lion any day of the week. You, you need to work with what you've got. Right, yeah. right. Uh, what if we have a mount where we're moving furniture in the house, we bump a mount, knock it off, and then knock an antler off or, or break, break it? You can help us? We can, yes. We, we fix a lot of stuff like that with broken antlers and, yeah. and break the ear off or whatever, but we're able to refurbish a lot of that stuff. Fish, you know, a lot of people will move and they're they're a little more delicate and they'll break a fins off or or they just get old some of the times yeah. and and go to cracking up and whatnot we can strip them down and we can fix fins and then repaint them and you won't ever know it happened okay how about that that uh mallard that great grandpa shot and that's a family heirloom but boy it's really looking bad and this thing's 50 years old with bad taxidermy work to start with 50 years ago can I bring it to you without being embarrassed? You can bring it in, but you know some of the times there's some some things that just get past you know past being able to do a whole bunch with. I, it always bothers me sometimes whenever someone brings something in. It's so terrible, and I see I can clean it up, but I can't make this one look like a new one. Yeah. And, you know there's just there's just some things that we can't do. Right. Um, again, if it was a, if it was a white tail or mule deer, I mean we do that all the time. Well, my great grandpa got this one. My grandpa got this, and it's. Been in the family and man I love that we can get another skin and nobody in the world's ever going to know that we can remount that thing and it look like one that we because it is it's one that we just got done doing today and it'll look like a million bucks where if they just bring them in and say hey clean this up they're faded they're you know I can I can clean them up but they still don't look good yeah yeah, yeah, they still, they still, they're just not going to. It's it's yeah. past the point because if it could be done, Roy and his and his crew can uh, can do it. Uh, but uh, if you want to preserve it for the family and for for generations to come, and it's been a great story piece in your uh, household or your grandparents or great grandparents' household for many years, bring it to Roy because uh, you can do some things, even in the worst case, to uh, clean it up and, and make things a little bit better. Maybe make it last longer. Right, we do have some, and we've got a couple of them back there 
right now where, hey, this antelope was my great-grandpa's, and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to put a new skin on there. Just do the best you can. And the dog's chewed the nose off of it, you know, yeah. and there's one ear that's gone. Well, we do repair them. Yeah. We can repair them, but they just don't look like a – and it's great. They got it on their wall, and they're happy, and but it's just not going to look like one of our new mounts that we would just do right now. But we can certainly – we can certainly help them. We, we rebuilt the nose. We put the ear back on and yeah. and and patched it all up there, and they're very happy. And but it, you know, so it, it definitely can be done. Yeah. Hey, uh, congratulations! You won a huge taxidermy award recently on a pair of lions uh, that you mounted. Just describe as best you can uh, that mount to our audience. Well, we had a father and son go on a on a hunt together, and they both killed lions, and they wanted something that would look really good together. But when a son gets up and gets through college and gets his own place, they also wanted it to look good whenever he takes it away. And so we... Challenge get, number one, mount them together, but we're going to separate them later. Right. And yeah. so we, we kick some ideas around, and then we draw a couple of different sketches, Here's what we'd like to do, and they just really loved it. But we've got a lion jumping up, and we put some real good motion where it twists as it's going up. But the lion's only touching by three toes, and by the end of its toe, and then it's grabbing an impella that's going up in the air, and the impella's twisting its head back, and the eyes rolled back to where it's looking at the lion. Uh, yeah. It's not a very good outcome look, yeah. <laughs> looking at it, but yeah. then the other lines also incorporated jumping up also. Wow. But we put the hardware inside the second lion so that when we separate them that we could cut back into the paw and expose a square tubing that we could put another another impala or spring buck or whatever he might want, and the two of them would look great apart. Yeah, it just looks fabulous, unbelievable. And uh, if you'll drop by uh, Roy's place, his studio, uh, you might be able to see some similar work to that in here. As a matter of fact, I know you will. Uh, and online at truelifetaxidermy.org and, and get an idea and take a look at, uh, at the quality, quality work uh, that uh, Roy and his staff do. Just real quick, in two seconds or less, how many awards have you guys won? Oh, I can't, can't, I can't. I knew count. you couldn't. I can't count them. I was talking earlier about what may be the most beautiful mount. Roy's done a lot of work for me through the years, but the most beautiful has to be the pheasants that he recently finished up for me and my son Troy. We shot a couple of pheasants in a South Dakota cornfield a few years ago, and I took those birds along with some corn stalks that I pulled from that field. Uh, and some, you know how you're pheasant hunting and you're walking along through corn stubble and there'll be cobs on the ground that are half eaten or maybe nibbled on a little bit by a pheasant before they moved on to the next cob. Picked up a few of those to incorporate into the mount and Roy did a splendid job. He incorporated those corn stalks, corn cobs, and those two rooster pheasants into a beautiful mount. It even has wheels on the bottom of it to roll it from room to room. Got a picture of it at kinderoutdoors.com. If you don't want to go to South Dakota to shoot your pheasants, how about the Texas Hill Country? (laughs) The best bird hunting in Texas. It's five-star at Joshua Creek Ranch. That's what my friends at Orvis and Beretta and the shooting sportsmen say about this beautiful place. Go check it out for yourself. You can learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. I want to thank you for hanging out in the camp house with us today, as well as all of my guests, Dr. Cody Palmer with Big Country Veterans, and of course, newly crowned 
Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour Red Crest Champion Brian Thrift. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the time that we have together in this camp house each and every week. And I want to invite you to come back and join us next time around. You can drop by the camp house website anytime, kinderoutdoors.com. Who knows, maybe you could play golf with us at the Jim Shockey Classic coming up in North Carolina in just two weeks. All the details at kinderoutdoors.com. See you next time. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Yeah!